with you with some words. words and knowledge and dates so we'll just go with it father I just ask Lord that you just give me uh, ex revelation understanding and knowledge but the things that I don't have a clue what you're saying <laughs> so Holy Spirit I just ask that you release that right now release that over people in this room Lord we ask that your word would prosper and everything that we do would just increase and bless you father in Jesus name just going to speak and then I'll do it at the end because I feel like I need to marinate a little bit. Okay? I'm just going to do it that way. I'm just feeling the motion. So just turn with me to Acts chapter 17 and verse 2. We'll start there. We've got a lot of scripture to bounce through. So it's going to be a good night. Just expect. I want to talk about the title of my, my message tonight would be Beyond Your Wildest Dreams. God wants to speak to us. He wants to show us who he is, and it's beyond our wildest dreams. He wants to show you who you are. And you can't even imagine who you are because he's created you an amazing son and daughter. And the Holy Spirit wants us to understand that so that we can actually do what I'm about to just begin with. And that is just the world harvest. I believe that the, the Father is just, we're positioned in an amazing spot right now. God's about to pour out his spirit in New England. I'm just, I'm really getting overwhelmed really right away. It's good. It's going to be good here tonight. Expect the Holy Spirit to just really blast you, wake you up. Dude, you look completely different tonight. Your countenance has totally changed. Something's going on with you. Everything's going to be new. Everything that, that if the canker worms eaten and broke and torn up and, and, and destroyed, Expect it to be returned a hundredfold. That I didn't have before. Just expect that. Something's going on. Something's happening. But at the end, we kind of lie to you. And tell you, there's no secrets in your head because it's not from him. It's not from yourself. The Holy Spirit wants to release the goodness of God over you in such a way that you just won't even be able to contain it. Everyone can agree with that, right? And you, young man, oh, I can't shut it off. Something's going on now. What's your name again? Ryan. What is your name again? Jeff. What? Jeff. Jeff. Okay. Ryan, there is such a, a hunger on your life right now. And so just continue to move in that, right? The restoration thing but I just see amazing hunger on your life when you walked in here the, today I just could see you pulling on God before you even got into your into your row into your seat and I just see the glory and the presence of the Father just attracted to you and so just receive that 
knowing that you're you're a favored son, no matter what your past says, no matter what happened in the, in the in behind you, it's all behind you. Right? We're going to talk about this now, but it's all behind you. And so just get ready to receive something great. It's not even about tonight. It's about walking through your life and destiny. God is about to pour into you. And so just open up the floodgate so that he can come in like a roaring river. And just bring, bring the spirit of God into your life to bring total, total restoration and total increase. All right? All right. I should get some people I know. <laughs> All right, Acts 17, verse 2. Whew. It is good. I'm not going to be able to get through tonight. And it shall come to pass in the last days, God declares that I will pour out my spirit on all mankind. Another version says, everyone. Another says all people so you probably don't even that's from the the amplified version but this is this is the plan of god that he pours out his spirit in these last days on all people we know that right i'm not telling you anything you don't know but i'm telling you there's there's some things that the lord brought to mind and things that things that things that have been spoken by prophets in the past and i started thinking about what paul came released uh, a long time anyone know who paul came is probably not but a couple people and he's a, he's a prophet that came out of the 1950s. He was, he was with all those guys like A.A. Allen, William Branham. And he's an amazing man of God, a prophet of God that actually, uh, it was a miracle that he was born. And, um, but the Holy Spirit spoke to him and he, he would have these reoccurring visions and trances. And that the trances would be of this, of stadiums being filled and ambulances lining up. And, and then bringing the sick and the, and the terminal, and they would come, and he saw the newscast, and they, these places were filled, stadiums filled with what? Not sports events. It was with the glory of the Lord. It was with God filling places, big stadiums. And, it, and it's not about, it is about the multitudes, because when the harvest comes, honestly, little churches like this, this is ridiculous. It's not even going to contain. You won't even be able to contain what's about to happen. And so I want you to have an expectation tonight of the harvest for your life. And, and really what I'm going to talk about is what positions us and prepares us to be able to receive the harvest. And it's for each one of us individually. But he saw this vision, and when he saw the vision, it would come to him not just one time. It would came to him multiple times. And he knew it was the Lord, and it was almost like a movie. He could see it right in front of his eyes. And the ambulances coming up and the sick being healed. And the news was saying, we don't have any bad news. We have only good news. And the good news is this, that all these people are being touched and healed and delivered. And we don't have any bad news for you because all the bad news is, has been annihilated because the blood of Jesus Christ is ruling over the earth right now. And so I can just expect that God is about to pour out his spirit in such a way that God the Father comes stepping into everyone's life in such a way where we don't miss it, we're not going to be beside it or behind it, but God's going to, you're going to be right in the midst of it. I have a quote from Rick, Rick Joyner. It says this, from, from Visions of the Harvest, which was probably around 1992 or 97, it says, in all nations, masses of people will be streaming to the Lord. 
the inflow will be so great in places that are their very young Christians will be pastoring large bodies of believers. Arenas and stadiums will overflow nightly as believers to come together to hear the apostles and teachers. Great meetings will stir entire cities and will happen spontaneously. I like that. Spontaneously. Extraordinary miracles will be common while those who considered great today will perform almost without notice by the young believers. <laughs> Isn't that good? That means someone who gets born again tomorrow will come up real fast and start moving in signs, wonders, and miracles. Right? Angelic appearances will be so common in the saints and a visible glory of the Lord will appear on some for extended periods of time as the power flows through them. Remember we were talking about the Holy Spirit last week and remember we were talking about transformation and trans transfiguration of Jesus Expect the transfiguration mount experience to come upon your life. That's when you're carrying the glory of the Lord on you. That you, your face will shine like the like the like the noonday sun. Do you believe that? Yeah. Come on. You have to believe that God's going to appear like that and that the power will flow through them. And the harvest will be so great that no one will look back at the early church as a standard. I love that. See, the early church was given to us as an example. And the Holy Spirit is going to come out and show himself in such great power and outrageous ways that we're not even going to look at the book of Acts for a reference. Come on, somebody. I don't know. If that doesn't stir you up. And so we won't be looking at that as a standard, but all will be saying that the Lord has saved his best wine for last. The early church was first fruits offerings. Truly, this is the harvest. First fruits. That means that when God, in all his glory, begins to show up in our midst, and we're just tasting and seeing a little bit. You know, I had a friend call... And she's asking me to come out to Oregon to go preach. And she said, we want revival out here. What's happening there? I said, we're in revival. I don't know about you, but I'm in revival. See, it doesn't take you to tell me I'm in revival or not. It doesn't take anyone else around me to tell me whether I'm in revival or not. God, I have such a hunger for the awakening. I have such a hunger for the revival and stirring and the presence that you, don't, you can't tell me that I'm not in revival or someone else's around me is not in revival. Come on. Because the Holy Spirit wants to blow his wind on the whole entire church. And just because you don't feel it doesn't mean it's not happening. And the glory of the Father is being released even now into the, to Manchester, into all of New Hampshire, and all of New England, into Kingston, into Haverhill. And so we just need to receive his presence and power and agree with what he's doing. So I want to talk to you tonight about who you've been created to be. And we have it was such a good time on Wednesday. And one of the subjects that was brought up was about identity. 
I felt like the Lord was putting his finger on it because our identity does not come by how many people I prayed for and they've been raised from the raised up from sickness. I was going to say raised from the dead, but that would be pretty good. We're expecting that too. But my, my identity doesn't come by how many people I prophesy over. Are you hearing what I'm saying? My identity doesn't come by what I do. Although I want to win many to, the, to Christ and I want to see every person healed, my identity does not come by all the testimonies. And if I'm not glorifying Jesus in my testimonies, then I wouldn't stand around me. Do you know what I mean? There's light in this, right? God is good all the time, and he wants us to have our identity in him and the reality of who he is. So we're just going to look at that a little tonight. So turn to, turn to 2 Corinthians chapter 5, familiar passage. We're going to talk about being a new creation. You need to know that you're a new creation. You're not recycled. Five verse seventeen. You're not recycled. You're not just restored. I'm going to show you in Scripture that we're completely changed. That there's something about when we receive Christ. And his Holy Spirit comes to live and abide inside of us. And we're born again. That something completely changes. You're no longer the same person. You're no, we're not going to try and be redeemed back to Adam. It's about being redeemed completely into the new man, Christ. And so it says, therefore, if anyone's in Christ, that is grafted in. I'm reading from the Amplified. That is, that is grafted in, joined to him by faith in him as Savior. He's a new creature, reborn and renewed by the Holy Spirit. The old things, the previous moral, spiritual condition has passed away. Behold, new things have come, because spiritual awakening brings new life. I like the translation. Spiritual awakening brings new life so that when we receive Christ, when I became born again, listen, when, when I was walking in the world, I, I sinned well. I sinned very, very well. I did it good. And now in Christ, the life of God's inside of me and his life is going to be glorified inside of me and through me, right? Your life is absolutely a ma massive chamber for God to come in and invade. He wants to come inside you as a conduit and be completely and utterly king and lord. And so part of it is we don't believe, right? We go over and over this. Most of what we what holds us back from the fullness of God is our minds. And so God wants us this to be coinciding with Romans chapter 12. Be conformed not to this world, but be transformed. Transformed, that same word I used last week. It's being transformed, transfigured. No longer do you look like what you used to look like. No longer do you look like Adam, but you look like Jesus because your life has been totally and utterly eradicated and is now renewed in Christ. 
And so Romans 8 and 29, and I'm reading from the mirror translation, so don't even bother looking it up. Says this, we see the original intended pattern in our lives preserved in the Son. Preserved in the Son. And he is the firstborn from the same womb that reveals our genesis. I like the translation. It reveals our life. Jesus Christ's life is our new life. And see, somewhere in the mix, the church has lost that. I know we're in a process of sanctification. I know that. <laughs> Believe me, you can talk to me on Monday when I have to wake up. But I'm telling you this, that God is wanting us to understand the revelation of a new creation. You are completely new. It's not something that you have to work towards. The freedom is in the understanding that you are completely made righteous through the blood of Jesus Christ. And you don't have to do anything. You just have to be. You just have to be with him. He wants you to be one with him and one in Christ and you and him and him and you. And so there's hidden doors of wisdom that are going to help us to advance. Do you know that small keys open big doors? So this is what we're going to look at. A little key that opens big doors for us. So we just search the word that describes the miraculous change of Christ working inside of us. He works in the heart of humanity. And Paul used this Greek word, kainos. And I'm going to read from another translation. I can't even remember what it was, but I'm going to read it anyway. It's from, from what we just read. It says that if anyone is in union with Christ, he's a new being. See, it's no longer... You're being recycled. Come on. I'm being changed through, I believe in process. I do believe in process. But I do believe that our minds hold us back. Our minds hold us back from the total renewal that God wants to bring to us. And so, kainos doesn't just mean new or replacing the old. That's not the gospel. Right? Christ didn't come just to change Adam into a newer Adam. Are you tracking with me? He didn't come just to change us into a newer Adam. Because <laughs> I don't want to succumb to all the stuff Adam did. I want my life renewed, and he's given us victory over sin. He's given us victory over sin if we just grab hold of it and take it. But most of us, we want to, we want to wallow back into stuff that, that's not us. It's not who you are. It's the new man that he wants you to be. The new man in Christ. And so, it's not like I take, hey, I want an upgrade. I'm going to take my old cell phone and get an upgrade. And that's the new man. I know, it's kind of silly. But the Holy Spirit really is just like, I don't want to just renew. I don't want to just upgrade you. You know? And we can preach upgrade. Come on, it's okay. I want an upgrade. But with, with us and who we are positionally in Christ, there is no upgrade. You're in him and he's in you. And if my life is hidden in Christ, then who should I look like, talk like, and act like? 
And how is perfect love formed inside of me? It's formed in the person of Jesus. Because I, can, I cannot, I can't love, right? Come on, we all have. If I live like what's right in my own eyes, if I love like that, it's probably going to be twisted in some way. And so we, we walked in ways that, you know, we love people for what they do for us. We love people for what we can get from them. Come on. And that's not Jesus. <laughs> Jesus, what in 1 Corinthians 13, right, tells us what love is all about. What love got to do with everything. Everything. Because he wants us to love unconditionally. And we have no right to be offended. <laughs> I wish I could say I walked my whole Christian life without being offended, but it's not true. But I'm working on it. Come on, I can handle the critics now. Because if I'm walking in Jesus and I'm walking in love, then if I get criticized, all I can do is love back. Even if I'm being rebuked. For something that doesn't even make sense. Right? Holy Spirit wants us to understand that when I when when you get touched or criticized or something happens that is not from Jesus, that you reflect Jesus anyway. So Jesus didn't come here to create a newer replacement of the old fallen man. He didn't do that. No, he came to destroy and end the old man. I said to Brian the other night, there's two people trying to kill us. God and the devil. And that's the truth. God wants you dead. He wants you dead. He wants the old man dead. He wants all our feelings about what we think we have rights to. He wants it dead. I'm telling you the truth. This is good for you. Are you all right? Okay. I'm telling you. It's the truth. And I think, you know, we justify our offenses. We justify why we're hurt. Well, you didn't call me back. It's okay. He'll call you. Or she'll call you. But I'm telling you the truth. Come on, we all go through that. Our minds start going. And the Lord wants us to understand that he came to destroy and end the old man and begin a brand new species. Can I say that? of Kainos design, brand new design, brand new living, and strong concordance, ready? Divine union with a limitless capacity to grow. That's what he wants us to look like. According to Strong's biblical dictionary, he says this, ready? You want to know what Kainos means? A new kind, unprecedented, novel uncommon and unheard of that means it's not something you can describe the, the new you doesn't look like anything anyone's ever seen before the new you is absolutely renewed in your thinking in how you walk it's not you don't think the same you don't walk the same you don't act the same because christ the love of god has come inside of you because he gave us the son and we have to understand that union with the Son is our divine link to everything else. 
And I'm not preaching Jesus only. But I'm telling you right now, the way to understand and become part of the Trinity and know what the Trinity's thinking. That almost sounded heretical. I didn't mean that like that. But it is the truth. God wants you in union with Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. And that comes through the life and the blood coming into you. And the, what, what, is Jesus, what does the Father see when he looks at you? He sees Jesus. Because the blood of the Son has covered you and washed you clean and you look exactly like your elder brother. Can I say you look like a twin? Come on. This is what he wants us to understand and know. I don't want to walk. I got to walk circumspectly, learning and understanding and knowing. And I told you that little things, little keys open big doors. As soon as we learn this little key, it's going to open wide doors to our understanding, to our knowledge of him, to walking in places and, and, and ways we've never known before, the fullness of Christ in you, the hope of glory in you, walking through you. So did you see that? Unprecedented. Unprecedented. I love that. Because you're someone who's never been seen or known on the earth, except by God, from eternity's past. He's seen you from the, age, from the beginning of the ages. It means without previous existence, never known before, experienced, unexampled, or unparalleled. We've got to know how great God has made you now. If you're in Christ, you're a new creation. The old is gone. It's passed away. It's dead. Ready? Vines. Talks about that word again. New as a form or quality of a different nature from what is contrasted as the old. So you're completely different. It's not we take the old and we add something to it. Are you hearing me? Are you okay? Yeah. All right. Because <laughs> I got you guys like, if you were here, you'd understand. <laughs> Other than Ernie, Ernie's just like, good. <laughs> First Peter says this, 1 Peter 1 and verse 23. Write it down if you need to. If not, you listen to it again some other time. You've been regenerated, born again, not from mortal origin, seed, sperm, but from one that is immortal, by the ever-living and lasting word of God. That means you are totally brand new. You're born of the Spirit, right? Nicodemus, this is what Nick said. How do I become born again? I don't go through my mother's loom again. Right? We talked about, I swear I talked about this last week, didn't I? But the Holy Spirit wants us to understand this. Born again. You are completely renewed. You're totally changed. And there's been an interchange and a change. You've given God the old and you've brought forth the new. Is the light supposed to be red? Okay. Kainos is the seed. 
<laughs> things I notice while I'm preaching, right? <laughs> I don't even look at it because it's at once. Kainos is seated by the DNA of God. Who's Kainos? That's you. Who's the new creation? That's you. You're seated by the DNA of God. You're the seed of God. Born into new life. I'm beating it. I'm going to keep beating it. It's entirely a new creation, superseding and eclipsing what existed before. Can't afford to see ourselves through old lenses, guys. Should I get my glasses? I'll borrow yours. Can I? Okay. Then I won't be able to see. Let me see this. This is perfect. No, I, I have some at home that are just like this. Oh, yeah. These are, wow. These are, bad. These are worse than mine. See, if, if I, wow. And if, if we could do this by video, you'd be, you'd be, you'd be feeling like I do. <laughs> But the old lenses, right, these just say these are our old lenses. And we see everything real fuzzy. I can't even tell who's in this room. Honestly, I can't tell one person's face. Even my wife is right in front of me. The only thing I'd be able to tell is the voice. So, can't look through old lenses anymore. Can't look through that way anymore. We've walked with glasses on, seeing things that are not as they're supposed to be. You're seeing just the, right? Paul talks about it even with Revelation. We see through a glass dimly. And I believe that the one truth that he wants us to understand mostly is who you've been created to be. Who he created you. You were birthed out of the Son of God. Your life is not your own. It's renewed. It's completely renewed. And it's been transformed and changed. And so 2 Corinthians 5.16 says, I'm going to read it from a bunch of translations. It says, henceforward, we don't think of anyone as merely, in a, in a merely human fashion. Another translation says, we know no one simply as a man. And then the message says this, we don't evaluate people by what they have or how they look. Now we look inside and what we see is that anyone united with the Messiah gets a fresh start and is created new. Now I'm coming at you with a machine gun, obviously. And it'll stick, something's gonna stick. But spirit of wisdom and revelation let us grab this. Let the Holy Spirit, let this go deep into our spirit, man. And, and Lord, let something change in our hearts that we don't think according to the flesh. Because what we tend to do is say, well, and we try to justify our flesh. We try and justify our carnal nature. We try and justify when, we tr when, we're, when we, we're critical of other people and thinking it's okay. When we're critical of ourselves and thinking it's okay. It's not okay. I love what Todd White says. I look in the mirror in the morning and God loves me. That's so good. Like, do, does that happen to you? Do you look in the mirror in the morning and say, God created me and I'm, I'm just, not arrogance. Come on, not being conceited. It's like, God is happy to live in my life. 
If there's a joy that God has to live in me, in you, he rejoices in the fact that we've opened ourselves up to him and he can come and live and dwell in us. And then he's always trying to get out. Come on, just let me out. Let me on this person. You know? It was so cool. We prayed for Benjamin in the restaurant the other night. He got healed. Right? We had met him a few weeks ago and hopefully we'll be connected with him again. And then he's like, my knee's killing me. I'm like, come on. I got two other people out here. They'll pray for you too. But that's what Jesus wants to do. And it's not because of anyone other than him. It's about Jesus and us being willing to let him outside. It's so good. He wants to jump out. Let him out. Had a graphic thought. Like alien. You know? Come on. He just wants to get out. It was like Joe talking about... <laughs> Alter Gallstone. He's like, it's like an alien inside of me wants to get out. But that's what Jesus is like. He just wants to get out of us. He wants the kingdom to be released because he loves the guy next to you, the lady next to you. He just wants to get, come out and he wants to touch those people. Right? So, in all this, what do we need to understand? I think it's mostly about righteousness. I think it's mostly about the Holy Spirit because I can't commune right with the Holy Spirit until I learn the revelation of righteousness. I have to learn that the blood of Jesus has cleansed me from all sin. I, we've all fallen short of the glory of God, but the righteous blood of Christ, the pure blood of Jesus Christ has cleansed me, has changed me, has absolutely eradicated sin over my life, and I stand holy and perfect in front of the Father. And we think God doesn't want to be with us because we did this, did that. Because of my past, he can't just forgive me. But he wants to, come on, he wants to totally invade every thought. And so the Father wants to come in such a way, the righteousness of God. See, that's beyond our wildest dreams. It's totally beyond our wildest dreams that he would see me from my past. If you saw a flashback of my past, come on, there's some other people in the room, I can guarantee you're with me. But if you could see my past, and you'd be like, it, from human standards, you'd be like, man, no way. I remember I had family members that were like, yeah, you changed, right? That's too bad. All that stuff you went through, it's too bad. I'm like, don't feel sorry for me, and don't judge me. Come on, the power and the when you, when, when you, when your family, when your friends, parents are, are predicting that you'll be dead by 21, that's telling me I'm, I'm probably on a rough road. But see, all it took was Jesus coming in and me giving up. Me just letting him come in because we want to struggle and fight with him. We want to, we want to, we want to wrestle. We want to do all kinds of stuff. You know, that Jacob thing. We just got to move. We want to wrestle. And what happens is he's going to say, no, no, you're going to walk different. Bang. That's it. One touch from the Holy Spirit, and you will walk differently. And hopefully it's not with a limb. Because he says this, I want you to walk in newness of life. 
Come on, someone should be happy about that. He wants you to walk in the fullness and the newness of life. The power of Christ on your life, walking in fresh newness. There's nothing that can keep you outside of the love of God in Christ Jesus. Nothing. It says no demons, no principality, nothing. Nothing. That means nothing. No divorce. No bad relationship. No drugs. Nothing can keep you outside of the love of, of, the love of God. Nothing. You're surrounded by the love of God whether you love it, whether you like it or not. It makes me want to laugh. It makes me happy. Because he just wants to get you. He just wants to love on you. And I think we always, this is the problem. No, if we don't have an understanding of righteousness and the righteousness of God in, of inside of us, we stand outside and we don't have communion with the Holy Spirit now because we think we're not worthy, because we think we've done something wrong, because we have a low self-esteem, because we have all these things that keep us outside of Christ's love. And then it affects your relationship with the Trinity. And that's why I always say it's not on God's side. It's on us. It's on how we approach God. The Father wants to invade. He wants you to come running to Him. He wants you to, he wants you to just come and embrace Him. And it doesn't matter what happened two hours ago or even, even a day ago. It doesn't matter. He wants us to live righteously. He wants us to come on, walk in love and pure love. And He calls us to, to live righteous. Calls us to that. But the power and the presence of God does not shut you out because you messed up or because of your past. It's that word imputed. <laughs> imputed. He imputed righteousness to us. You know what? All it is is a theological term for what? What he gave to Christ, he gave to you. Was Jesus not pure? Was Jesus not holy before the Father? Was he not the spotless lamb? Then that was given to us as a gift. Are you hearing me? Are you tracking with me? That was given to me as a gift so that I would have free access to the Father. It's through faith in Jesus Christ and the righteousness of Christ that I have access to the Father. It's very simple, guys. We make it so complicated because we can't get over ourselves. It's the truth. And so we think the Father's unapproachable when he's completely approachable. He's waiting with open arms. He made him who knew no sin to be sin for us, that we might become the righteousness of God in him. There's a whole lot of shuba on that. Shaba shuba. Really? There's a lot of juice on that. He made Jesus sin so that I wouldn't be accused. He acquitted me of everything. Past, present, future doesn't just go to a certain way. It goes to the future. So when you mess up, you get angry, you lose your temper, we don't make a habit of it, 
But God wants to totally clean us so that we walk in the fullness and the perfection of Christ. I'm telling you, we can do it. I believe I can do it. you got to help me believe. No, you don't. I'm just looking for some nodding heads. Ready is another great verse, 2 Corinthians 6, 6 and 7. Because we need to arm ourselves with righteousness. Right? We need to arm ourselves. It says this. That by purity, by knowledge, by long-suffering, by kindness, by the Holy Spirit, by sincere love, and by the word of truth, by the power of God, and by the armor of righteousness on the right hand and the left hand. I don't know. That's pretty good. What do I have? What do I have this my shield for? To wipe out all the accusation that comes against me from the enemy, all the accusation on my right hand and my left hand, so that any accusation that comes against me bounces off. Come on, you're a mighty warrior. That you're walking and standing in righteousness, the fullness of Christ inside of you that deflects all the fight. Right? Ephesians talks about all the fiery enemy, the darts of the enemy. That's the shield of faith. How do we get righteousness? By faith. So the Father is absolutely coming to eradicate all this stuff. He's already come. The blood of Jesus has already come to torch that stuff out of our lives, right? So how does the Father see you? How does he see you? For you died and your life was hidden in Christ. And when Christ, who is your life, appears, then you also appear with him in glory. I love that. Because Jesus, when I just go into the Father, it's just about just being in Jesus. And that when I hide myself in Jesus, the mirror translation says this. I don't know how I got on the mirror translation, but I'm on it. The exact life in Christ is now repeated in us. We're being co-revealed in the same bliss and we're joined in oneness with him. Just as his, right, as, just as his life reveals you, your life reveals him. Come on, guys, that's so powerful. If you hear it, you got to meditate on it. That's probably why I'm more excited you got to meditate on it. If I meditate on that thought alone, just give me that for a week. Come on, the love of Christ. That he is so wanting us to just be enveloped by who he is. And then we'll end with this. Colossians chapter 3. It's a good book, Colossians. It's all good. But Colossians is really good. It's one of my favorites. Verse 12 through 17. Therefore, as the elect of God, who are you? You're the elect of God, holy and beloved. Put on tender mercies, kindness, humility, meekness, long-suffering, bearing with one another and forgiving one another. I don't even need to read anymore, really. 
but that's the perfect book. That's Jesus. That's Jesus. Peter was such, you know, so in the flesh. Like, just think of it. Cutting the dude's ear off. Like, you will not do this after he was already told, you have the things of men in mind and not of God. He was already told and rebuked about not understanding what God's plan was. And we always use Peter as a as an example, but I probably would have done the same thing. No, he's not taking that away. And what does he do? He takes the man's ear and just, he doesn't, I don't even think he found it. Come on, he just touched him and recreated it. He didn't have to find it, because he is creator. And what you have to understand is that creator lives inside of you. He wants to create, he wants to move things, he wants to change things through your life. But this is who he was, bearing with one another. <laughs> how many times did he say to the disciples, how, how long must I be with you? How much might I bear with you? He had to. Come on, the love of the Father on him. If anyone has a complaint against another, even as Christ forgave you, so you must also do. But above all these things, put on love, which is the bond of perfection. There you go. Let the peace of God rule your hearts, to which you are also called in one body, and be thankful. That means your neighbor. <laughs> that means the church down the street. That means the church that doesn't love you because of what you do. I gotta love them. I gotta pray for them. I gotta come on. I gotta exhort them. I wanna prophesy life to them. Come on, I really feel God on that. Yeah, you gotta prophesy life to them anyway. Because it doesn't matter. Anyone, anyone else's what they think about you, their, their thoughts towards you, doesn't change how God thinks of you. Right. And it shouldn't reflect how you think about them. Yeah. And this is what Jesus would say if you stand right here, right? Don't let other people's opinions wave what you think and how you respond. Because you're all called to one body and be thankful. So let the word of Christ dwell in you richly, in all wisdom, teaching, and admonishing one another in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing with grace in, the heart, in your hearts to the Lord. And whatever you do, in word and deed, do all in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, giving thanks to God the Father for him. It tells you to be thankful an awful lot. So we just need to be thankful for the gift of God that's been given to us tonight. I'm telling you, God, He is going to manifest Himself. He is already manifesting Himself, but He is going to come out in such a way, in a, in a fresh, fresh wave. We were singing about it today. A fresh wave of the Holy Spirit. That He, come on, He's just going to get in the wave. He is the wave. He is the presence. And I feel like there's such life on this tonight. God wants to transform some of our minds. And he wants to transform our thinking. And he wants us to just grab hold of righteousness. Grab hold of it. Because once we receive the righteousness, I can walk like this. I can walk in the power of the Holy Spirit because I understand who I am. And I don't question who I am because my identity is never in question. Never. 
It's the power of Jesus Christ working through the church, giving us amazing life so that we can release life, so that we can see what we started with when I, talk, when I started my talk tonight. How are the stadiums going to be filled? It's going to be led by the church looking a whole lot different. It's going to be by the church knowing exactly who they are and not afraid of man's opinions. Part of the reason of going out on a weekend once a month is not so that we can have an event. It's to shake the dust off. Do you know what I mean? Because we don't do things out of life just going to people and talking to them about Christ. The Holy Spirit wants to touch people. More than you want to touch people, the Holy Ghost wants to touch people. And here's the thing. When I know who I am, when I know that my life is brand new, when I realize that I have the revelation and I don't have to go backwards and, and rethink who I am, because I'm at right standing with God, then when I talk to the Father, I have an open line. And there's nothing in the way because I don't have all this, because we have a lot of interference. People have a lot of interference because of insecurity, because of all these things, right? And so the Father wants to come in and totally renew our minds in this way so that we walk in truth and in life. Okay. in the atmosphere, all you have to do is grab it. How's that? I mean, we'll pray for people. If you feel like you need impartation or something like that, we'll pray for people tonight. We always do. But I feel like there's things that you can just grab out of heaven tonight. So just grab it. Ready? Father, I thank you. Thank you for everyone in this room who knows you. Every born-again believer in this room who knows you that the life of Christ is revealed inside of them. That they're brand new. That the righteousness of God in Christ is living and moving inside of them. But the, the power and the, the power and the person of the Holy Spirit is living and moving in them. That they're brand new, that they don't think the same. We don't walk in the same fashion. They become a totally new species with the DNA of the Father. Living and moving. Having our being in you, God. 
Lord, I pray you touch minds right now. Every one of our minds, mine included. Lord, I thank you for your spirit that transforms and transfigures. Let it do it to our minds right now. I pray the glory of the Father would just come on the church in such brightness and glory that we'd see change first in, the, in us, but then there'd be a release all over the place of your goodness. I thank you for your loving kindness. I thank you for your tender mercy. I thank you that when that while I was yet a sinner a long time ago that Christ died for me. And I thank you for every saint. I thank you for brand new hearts and minds. I thank you for a release of that now on every person in this place. Now see, it's simple. If you don't know Jesus and you're in here right now, all you have to do is pray in your heart. It's very easy. And you're going to pray with me. We'll all pray. Father, in the name of Jesus, I just thank you for your blood tonight. I thank you, Holy Spirit, that you gave me a brand new life, that you're offering me a brand new life. And I, I, I repent of everything in my heart. I repent of everything in my heart that may have offended you, that was, was done in, in ways that I didn't even understand or know. But I just ask right now, Lord, that you forgive me right now in my heart. And that you come into my life. And that I'd receive your mercy and receive your grace. We ask that that would happen, that there would be a transference right now in the name of Jesus. That you would bring that, that the power of the cross, that it's not about religion, it's not about me being from any church or denomination that ever saved me, but it's from coming to you at the cross. And the blood of Jesus gives me a fresh new life today. For everyone in this room, I thank you, Father, that we're all forgiven. I thank you for the blood of Jesus that's cleansed, cleansed us from all unrighteousness. I thank you for resurrection life that is now infused inside of our DNA that we live with and we move and we walk in the earth just as you did. That love's perfected in every person in this place. But there's a, there's a life that's been infused into us. That there's divine union that we have with you. That no one can take away. No one on the earth can take away. And I bless you, Father. I thank you. I thank you for complete transformation. I thank you for complete change. 